Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We are back here on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty today here on our big broadcast. We have got... Uh, Two great guests joining us today. We have got a fantastic, fantastic segment coming up here on our big program. And uh, so tell me a little bit about yourselves. Uh, tell me the name of the band and everything else. Yeah, you want to take it away or you want me to, Travis? You can go ahead, man. We'll let you hit it. First. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, we are Altar of Eris. Um, this is Travis Stanley. I'm Brandon Bannister. Uh, I play guitar, do some of the drum and synth work, and so does Travis as well. And we do all the recording from here in our home studios. And we're just happy to be here, happy to be on the show and have this opportunity, man. Fantastic. Get started. How, how did you guys get started as a group? Yeah, um, well, it just kind of came out of friendship, honestly. I would say more than anything. Um, uh, I met Travis first when... Uh, he's a tattoo artist, so he does he did all my work, and so just sitting under the needle with him and just shooting the shit. And I'm sorry, we're on radio. I cannot say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's fine. You're good. You're good, brother. I will keep it clean. <laughs> uh, we were just, you know, uh, we got along really, really well. We have very similar music interests, and uh, so as soon as I, you know, we kind of started bonding a lot more over the music. Um, you know, I was able to let him know that I play guitar and then he made some beats and I just started scratching over them and then it all kind of came together from there. So, uh, you guys, uh, what, 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 what's been some of the goals, uh, with this music so far? Pretty much to have fun. That was our main number one goal with this whole thing was to make music that we wanted to kind of have because we we or i feel like we are making a certain kind of dark wave and a certain kind of death rock that a lot of other bands aren't and um that was just kind of our main drive and you know at the beginning of this was hey let's just kind of take our influences and let's see what they're like with our personalities kind of meshed together so i think that's kind of how it all started brandon and i were working on a side project of mine and um that's how a lot of this came together was we kind of collaborated on the thing first and we got along super duper well and it just kind of has gone from there and again like the main thing is to have fun and that's what we've been doing the whole time so awesome yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree i mean i think that it didn't really like come from a place of like we're trying to make it big or anything uh it literally just came from a place of like passion and like desire to have fun and like play music with my friends and really in- create something that we all can enjoy and that's pretty much as far as we've thought about it for a little while and then um you know, we, we recorded this second EP, and I think things became a little bit more serious. And um, now we've been doing live stream shows since quarantine. We released a new EP, and uh, 
yeah, we've just been trying to push it out there to the world and see what the rest of the world thinks of what we've got to create. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, Talk to me about your musical uh, influences and uh, musical heroes, things like that. Oh, for sure. I'll let Travis take this one away because I know he's got a lot to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a little bit older than the rest of the guys in the band, so my experience with this music comes from when I was a kid and like listening to bands like Sisters of Mercy and Depeche Mode on the radio. So I feel like those two bands definitely kind of were a we're a gateway into the music that we make and the music that I like now. Um, I would say bands like Bauhaus, Joy Division, Planet Zymox, The Chameleons, um, especially Sisters of Mercy for me. Um, weirder stuff like DAF. Like, I love DAF and a lot of the EVM stuff, like that proto industrial and like. Uh, so for for me that's the that's where my influences come from um i feel like the guys might have slightly different influences than i do they listen to like a little more shoegaze and a little more like contemporary stuff um but yeah that for me uh, those those are my those are my big bands for sure yeah, I wish I could say something as cool as I was listening to Sisters of Mercy on the radio when I was young, but I can't. <laughs> um, but for me, like some of the big influences, um, I've been a lot of like the contemporary artists because they've just been coming out with some like this dark wave goth scene has been coming out with so much good music over like in the decade of the 2010s and even before then. But as of recently, like it's just been awesome. It's so unique. Um, just like the fusion of synthesis, drum machines, and like real live instruments has been something that was really um, impactful to me because I always had fun growing up playing guitar. Like I would do this weird thing where like I'd sit in my room and like I would play rap beats and I would try to play guitar over the rap beats. And just because I liked the like electronic drums and stuff like that. Um, But for me, as far as like musical heroes go, like, Right now, um, I'm really into Drab Majesty, Clan of Zymox. Um, I grew up playing a lot of punk hardcore stuff, but I kind of like sh- shed those wings and uh, have been doing like a lot lighter stuff and darker stuff since then. Awesome. Awesome. We have got uh, two great guests joining us today here on our, bro- here on our big broadcast and Alter Averis with us today here on our program. So h- how do people find you guys on social media, websites, all that? Oh, yeah, definitely. We're on everything. Um, it's uh, If you go to Instagram, it's at Altar of Eris. If you go to Facebook, it's at Altar of Eris. And if you go to Twitter, it's at Altar of Eris, but underscores where the spaces would be. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, what, what, what's been the social media reaction to your guys' music and everything? Uh, I feel like it's been overwhelmingly positive um at least like amongst the publications that have uh written reviews on our mute on our latest ep and have listened to it through it's all been very positive like um most people are finding it very unique the music itself um like i hear a lot of people tell me all the time like i've never heard something like this before but it's really intriguing and it's like it's dark and it's eerie and it touches scratches an itch that maybe a lot of other music doesn't and i find that awesome because um i always try to just make something special out of my music and so that kind of makes me feel like it's it's getting received well i don't know but how about you travis how have your feelings been on it 
I think it's been great. Yeah, I think um, a lot of the people that have been finding our music have been enjoying our music, and that to me is better than you know a billion people that listen to it. Like I'd rather have few that really like it. So I mean, we've been really fortunate in that regard. Um, but yeah, it's been really cool. That's been one of the things is there's been so much of a positive feedback that um, it's kind of motivated us to take it a little more seriously and to really lean into it and see what we can do with it. When we first did our demo, we released a demo uh, on the 1st of January of this year, and um, we got a really good response from that, and those were just really roughly recorded, pieced together tracks. So the fact that people found that stuff and they were posting it on YouTube and there were like a bunch of really positive comments kind of made us look at what we were doing and go, okay, hey, we're doing something here that people are digging. So let's keep kind of doing what we've been doing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the craziest part for me has been like the random like, inter well, it's not really random, but like the international love that we've received. Like we've received like good reviews from people in like Greece and Spain um and kind of like all over and so that that has been like just totally mind-blowing to me because i would have never just thought of my music being able to make that far of a reach so it's really cool and really uh inspiring and it makes me just want to go harder at this fantastic we have got two great guests with us today they join us live here on our broadcast altar of eris is with us so uh tell me about this name where, where, where'd you guys come up with the name Oh, I'll let Travis take this one away. <laughs> um, the the name is uh, it's uh, based from. I I feel like talking about it too much is going to reveal too much about personal things, but um, it, it ties into uh, like Discordian to the uh, philosophy of that, and um, Eris was a goddess. Um, but again, like for me to really delve into that, I have to talk about super personal stuff that I would rather talk about in the music. Um, but that's where a lot of that comes from. Is uh, it's a it's something that I will. I, 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 I don't know. I feel weird talking about it, but yeah, it's something that's super personal and uh, it's a tribute, essentially. So, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. We have got Ultra Veras yeah. with us today. They join us live here on our broadcast, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio. And uh, so tell me about the music scene where you guys are from. Oh, man. Well, uh, Travis lives in Olympia, which is about an hour away from where I live up in Seattle. Um, and so the music scenes are like similar, um, but a little bit different in size, I think. Um, I think that they both really stay true to like the roots of like old Seattle music, but like have just gotten a little bit darker and edgier over time has gone past. Um, so like I see a lot of... Uh, dark wave bands come through seattle not so much olympia but there's definitely a viewership for it in both cities um yeah i don't know what do you what, what do you think travis how do you how do you feel about the scene around here 
I feel like it's growing. I feel like there's a lot of really talented bands in the area. Um, in Olympia, especially, there's an artist that goes by the name Crushed, and um, he's doing some of the coolest. He calls it Grief Wave, and that's like in the same vein as a band called Surskew. And um, he's a Grief Wave artist, and what he's doing is really cool. Up in Seattle, um, there's bands like Hollows that are doing really, really cool stuff. Um, bands like Two Libras that are doing stuff that is rooted in the kind of stuff we do, but they do more of a cyberpunk thing. Um, so it's a good scene, and it's actually, um, it seems like everybody kind of does their own thing. There's no one band that sounds exactly the same, and that's really cool. Yeah, and I think amongst, amongst, like, this, like, darker music scene, like, all these, like, small off-branches are, like, all very much so accepted by the community and, like, viewed with, like, an open mindset because, like, some of the stuff can get kind of weird to, like, the layman viewer. Um, so, like, I think that everyone has, like, an open mind about the music, and that's that's my favorite part about it is, like, we can get as strange as we want to get, and people are still like, nice, man, you're doing what you're doing. That's pretty cool. We have got uh, Alter Averis with us today. They join us live here on Skype and uh, talking a little bit about their music and some of the different things they've got going. Uh, so so give us a preview of, of, of what we're going to hear because we're going to play some of your music here in a few. Oh, right on, right on. Um, well, uh, prepared for like something brooding, something aggressive, uh, something dark and just try to meditate in that space while you're listening to the music and see where your mind takes you and just don't don't hold anything back and come into it with an open mind for sure awesome awesome well uh i guess before i let you guys go uh in any final thoughts on on your music or anything um, I just say keep us on our radar, keep us on your radar because we're going to be doing this for a while. I really feel like, and I, you know, every release that we've put out so far has just gotten better and better. Even like we have tracks that we've been recording since the EP release that are even better than the EP in my opinion. And so like, I feel like we're on a progressional on a progression route. And so, yeah, just definitely don't put us down. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you guys, you guys are great. I guess before we let you go, we're going to play Labyrinth of Tears. Tell me about this track. Right on. Yeah, let Travis take it away on this one. Um, this song is one part a toxic relationship and another part, um, being heavily influenced by Hammer film Dracula movies. Um, (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of a a mixture of those things and again I like to leave it in a place where you don't know where the one subject meets the other subject it's open for interpretation but for me that was kind of the motivator for writing what I wrote awesome awesome well uh, I appreciate it you guys are amazing and uh, thanks for doing this today really enjoyed the conversation yeah thank you for the opportunity it was awesome you guys are great we're gonna play uh, some of your music and uh have yourself a wonderful day thanks gentlemen you as well appreciate it there they go and we are gonna play uh this track labyrinth of tears and it's here on your world famous cheeky jaguar radio broadcast
Labyrinth of Tears. That is... It's Violent Dreams, and it's right now here on our big podcast. That's Violent Dreams.
Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio, Twitch live stream, also Talk America Live each and every weekend. Check out our website, JiggyJaguar.com. We have got more coming up here in just a few moments with our next guest. And uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a fantastic, fantastic group of folks. They advertise with us each and every year. They are called Dollar Seed. Check out dollarseed.com. They are offering a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. You can claim the benefit as your own, or if you want, you can go check it out over there at dollarseed.com. This is an absolutely amazing group of folks. Organic seeds are available at dollarseed.com. That's D-O-L-L-E-R-S-E-E-D.com. And remember, a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. Check it out today at dollarseed.com. That's dollarseed.com. The clock is ticking. Every day you put off buying life insurance can cost you big time. The older you get, the more you'll have to pay. And a sudden accident or unexpected illness could cause your rates to skyrocket or even make you uninsurable. Beat the clock. Call SelectQuote now. No hassle, no obligation. In minutes, you'll have a choice of your best rates from up to 10 highly rated life insurance companies. Richard, 40 years old, takes meds to control his cholesterol. Still, SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $24 a month, under a dollar a day. Don't risk your family's security another minute. Get your free quote now. Visit SelectQuote.com or call 800-731-8005. That's 800-731-8005. 800-731-8005. 800-731-8005. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-791-3232. That's 800-791-3232. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, 
Aquarius, plans with benefits are available with $0 co-pays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. The situation with everything being shut down and now everything's restarted again. Well, now that we know what happened, uh, we could have done it so much better. Going forward is the challenge. Looking backwards, boy, did everybody screw up. From the (laughs) Chinese Communist Party to the World Health Organization to the CDC to the governor of my state of New York, back to the president, everybody's blaming everybody. There's like so many figures in this political milieu. They didn't use the scientific method, and now they're figuring it out. I'm more comfortable with the strategies they're going ahead with. We get some autonomy and liberty and freedom in this world as a microbiologist. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Dr. Dean Hart is with us. He's an expert in microbiology and a published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases. He's uh, with us today talking about COVID-19 and also uh, some of the different things that have been going on uh, in the news so the president said that uh, he was taking uh, this this hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> uh, what do you make of this, my friend? Well, you can go back to President Obama, who took all of our masks and protective garments that were situated for emergencies to give to states if justice occurred. He used up all our masks of PPE, and then... President Trump's president for three years and finds a cupboard bear. So I don't, I don't think either of them did the job there they were supposed to. Uh, so hydroxychloroquine, I was never a proponent of it. I thought the scientific method could be used to figure everything out. But Dr. Trump, is, he tells you one second... As a doctor, you take it, and then he says, but I'm no doctor, don't listen to me. <laughs> this is like the three stooges. I don't care if the Democrats or Republicans, there are no libertarians involved, they never no. get elected. No. But Democrats and Republicans, conservatives and liberals, they all have the same failure in this situation. They, but it's easy to say, looking back, what we should have done. My state in particular put all the COVID-positive patients from the hospitals in New York, they threw them into nursing homes. So we had this massive outbreak and death rate that's out of control because the one place you don't want to put these COVID-positive patients are with the vulnerable elderly people. But that's what they did. It's like, how do these people figure this out? Yeah, Dr. Trump telling me to take quinine. I don't know that that many people really suffered from that decision. I know that when Governor Cuomo put people from the nursing, from the hospital to open up the beds into the nursing homes, thousands and thousands of people died. But it's not, the politicians were in charge, and the scientists 
they didn't listen, they didn't care, they figured they knew they were elected. <laughs> they know what to do for us. I'm not impressed with the government's success rate. <laughs> it is the fantastic Dr. Dean Hart. He joins us today here on our big program. And uh, Dr. Dean is uh, making himself available today to give us some comments and things on COVID-19. For 25 years, Dr. Dean taught as an associate research scientist and assistant professor at Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. And he's with us today here on our big program. So, Dr. Dean, this this whole thing, you know, (laughs) has kind of been bungled, I guess you would say, from the very beginning. Uh, this this global coronavirus health crisis, uh, how it spread, the symptoms, uh, all these different things, and, and now we've got what we've got. Uh, do you think that during the flu season we're going to have a problem and it's going to come back and we're going to do this exact same thing again? Oh, I don't think we'll shut down. I think they. what happened was that they made decisions on something called a novel coronavirus 2019. Nobody had any immunity, exposure, knowledge. We had every doctor was devoid of treatment protocols that were the standard of care. We had no standard of care. We didn't know what the heck to do. Doctors, politicians, everybody, because it's novel. It was never there. And then the decisions we made, more on the political level, not the medical level, the decisions we made were the absolute opposite in many cases of what should have been done. So will the germs go away? I don't see any reason you suspect that COVID-19 won't be with us. But there's been germs ubiquitous in nature since the beginning of time. Pharaohs had polio, they claim. In the hieroglyphics, they see the polio virus was hitting Egypt. So we've had pandemics. There's nothing new about that. Coronavirus is around since the beginning of the bats. And I don't even think there were people then, but there may have been. (laughs) 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 Microorganisms are ubiquitous in nature. So over the summer, there's not much science that convinces me it's going to go down because it's summer or winter. But typically, the winter, when you're cold as heck, there's all sorts of reasons you get sicker, and every winter, funeral homes are more busy than summers. Just the nature of the human being and the microorganisms. It be it flu, be it COVID, either way, you're going to have more deaths from germs in the winter. That's the nature of funeral homes, since the funeral homes will tell you the more... The cold winter is when they get busy, and the summer, they're not busy. That's the slow time. They go on vacation in the summer. People do die every month of the year, but we got to assume there's going to be more deaths in the winter because that's nature, just natural. Now, will COVID be one of the causes of death? Yes. Will flu be one of the causes of death? Yes. Right now, we have about 100,000 COVID deaths in the United States, and I believe it was about... 40,000 flu deaths last year, or two years ago, last numbers I saw, was about 40,000 flu deaths. Will there be maybe 60,000, 40,000 from flu, and maybe 40,000 from COVID to give you 80,000 deaths? That is a good question, and darn well we'll have the answer. 
but to close down our societies, take our children out of school and destroy the economy. You just can't do that. But now we have a little more intelligence, mostly because we saw what not to do because we did it. It is Dr. Dean Hart. He's with us today here on our big program uh, discussing this uh, situation with COVID-19 and the uh, the coronavirus uh, situation. You can get more information. DeanHartScientist.com. That's DeanHartScientist.com. Dr. Hart has uh, several medical degrees, and uh, he uh, knows his stuff. And I'm glad that he joins us today here on our big program. So, uh, so Dr. Dean, this whole deal, this 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 coronavirus situation, uh, do you see, you know, with with the fall, do you think there's going to be a vaccine, uh, or, or are we just going to allow this thing to just kind of go away? <laughs> if you listen to politicians, they already got the vaccine. It'll be coming out yesterday. But forget what you're told by politicians. As a scientist, there's a protocol to make a safe vaccine. And there's a protocol to make an effective vaccine. Effectivity against coronavirus without safety is not so hard to make. I could probably create it in two days, a one that will keep you from coronavirus. The only thing is, pieces of your body may fall off or you get cancer all over the place. We have to test it for safety, and that's the bigger time-consuming issue. So there's no way I'm getting any shots in November before the elections just because there's a vaccine that probably is efficacious and functions to prevent coronavirus. But the unintended consequences cannot be quantified in such a short time. You want animal models moving up to monkeys moving up to humans on a limited basis and you watch it over time no politician has ever proposed any kind of protocol and time that i've seen that 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 matches what i know about and what science has ever done in the world of vaccine they're, they're making up stuff that, that is just out of the air because we know we got to be safe i'd rather die of covid and have a bit vaccine kill myself that I voluntarily took. Uh, basically, COVID is not so deadly if you're not in a high-risk group. So starting to vaccinate the population under 65 is, is absurd. And over 65, they're too they're delicate. So to give them the vaccine, it's a very big problem giving a vaccine in too short a time. So vaccine, forget about it. AIDS? Let's look at AIDS. They never got a vaccine, but they did get a cure and could knock the virus down to undetectable. But that took 20, 30 years. Now, on the other hand, we do have the ability to cure many things. It takes a year or two, you get cures. We have the ability to get a vaccine two, three years if you are lucky or have some new scientific methodology. It's not creating the vaccine. It's making sure that it's safe. The vaccine, if you give enough, just take COVID-19 virus, inject enough into people, and you, like, make it attenuated, weaken them a little, you'll be immune. But, man, you could get really sick and die from it. 
It is uh, Dr. Dean Hart. He's with us today here in our program. And Dr. Dean, it's always a pleasure chatting with you, my friend. You are uh, amazing. Uh, you, you've become one of, one of our favorite go-to doctors during the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, Dr. Dean is available at deanhartscientist.com. And uh, Dr. Dean, thanks for doing this, brother. I really appreciate the time and effort, and uh, th- thanks for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. Nice chatting with you guys. What is the corn belt? Yes, I guess that that one wheat corn, belt wheat, something wheat. something. They they, yeah. they 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 do corn and wheat out here. That 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 that's all I know, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. We will talk to you soon. Thank you, doctor. Take care. Appreciate it. There he goes, Doctor Dean Hart. Yes, that Doctor Dean Hart, and. Uh, <laughs> We've got more on the other side. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio, Twitch live stream, also Talk America Live each and every weekend. Check out our website, JiggyJagwire.com. We have got more coming up here in just a few moments with our next guest. And uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a fantastic, fantastic group of folks. They advertise with us each and every year. They are called DollarSeed.com. Check out dollarseed.com. They are offering a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. You can claim the benefit as your own, or if you want, you can go check it out over there at dollarseed.com. This is an absolutely amazing group of folks. Organic seeds are available at dollarseed.com. That's D-O-L-L-E-R-S-E-E-D.com. And remember, a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. Check it out today at dollarseed.com. That's dollarseed.com. The clock is ticking. Every day you put off buying life insurance can cost you big time. The older you get, the more you'll have to pay. And a sudden accident or unexpected illness could cause your rates to skyrocket or even make you uninsurable. Beat the clock. Call Select Quote now. No hassle, no obligation. In minutes, you'll have a choice of your best rates from up to 10 highly rated life insurance companies. Richard, 40 years old, takes meds to control his cholesterol. Still, SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $24 a month, under a dollar a day. Don't risk your family's security another minute. Get your free quote now. Visit SelectQuote.com or call 800-731-8005. That's 800-731-8005. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. 
Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-791-3232. That's 800-791-3232. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Let's do this. Let's go to our next guest. She's going to join us live here in our big program. We have got a great guest joining us today here on our big broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio and also AMFM247.com. We have got Jill with us today. Jill Yonkers is with us. Jill, how are you, my friend? I am doing great on this coast of the country. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, actually. So uh, talk to us a little bit about your background here. Sure. Um, I'm an attorney in uh, New York State, and I have been working with school districts and students for several years. One of the areas I've moved into more recently is uh, the area involving Title IX, because it it continues to be an area ripe with uh, legal issues, both for colleges, universities, and schools, but also uh, students. We have got Jill Yonkers with us today. She joins us live here on our broadcast. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, campus reform. Um, The Center for Prosecutor Integrity is releasing a statement calling on 18 attorneys generals to remove their names from a recent letter sent to the Department of Education instead to... uh, Work support reforms to campus disciplinary committees, sometimes referred to uh, derisively as kangaroo courts. Talk to us a little bit about this. Sure. So kangaroo courts um, can be referred um, can refer to a number of different proceedings, and in the Title IX context in particular, the proceedings that colleges, universities went through were starting to become uh, more frequently referred to as kangaroo courts because it seemed like the outcome was predetermined. And even if it wasn't, some of the, you know, the remedies and the solutions and the uh, outcomes were so inconsistent that um, there was no fair and balanced way and there were inconsistent results. So this kind of became a moniker that People who support reform and people who are against reform both kind of looked at the process and said, hey, you know, this, there's something that needs to change here. 
We have got a great guest with us today. Joe Yonkers joins us here on our big program. And uh, she joins us today here on the telephone talking a little bit about the uh, kangaroo courts and some of these uh, different situations out there. So uh, in, in 2011, the U.S. Department of Education issued a Dear College letter on sexual violence. The letter mandated that campus committees handle all allegations of sexual misconduct, thereby serving to uh, marginalize the role of law enforcement in these cases, which often involve allegations of criminal misconduct. Give us a little bit more details on this, Jill, from a uh, from from your pr- professional perspective. Sure, absolutely. Um, so, in 2011, the federal government became increasingly aggressive toward combating what it viewed as an epidemic of sexual misconduct on campuses. And that Dear Colleague letter that you are referring to really incentivized colleges and universities to crack down on alleged perpetrators of sexual misconduct, even in the face of dubious claims. Um, the, the people who would say this was um, uh, not proper would refer to this document as a guidance document. And because it did not have the force of law behind it, it became, you know, fertile ground for attacks. Um, and you had inconsistencies in the process. And that's what this Title IX, the new regulation, was designed to help remedy. Now you had a, uh, a legal document, uh, more than guidance, that would uh, guide students and um, colleges and universities through this process. We have got Jill Yonkers with us today. She joins us live here on our big program. And uh, Jill is an amazing, amazing individual. And uh, she's with us today talking about the Center for Prosecutor Integrity calls on 18 attorneys general to support reforms to campus kangaroo courts. And uh, so according to another report from the Association of American Universities, the problem of campus sexual misconduct has worsened for the 21 schools that participated in both the 2015 and 2019 surveys. The rate of non-consensual sexual contact by physical force or inability to consent increased from 2015-2019 by a 3.0 percentage point. Uh, Explain all this to us. Sure. Um, You know, it's hard because a lot of the statistics you see, some groups would say that those are accurate. Some would say they're not accurate. I think what you can say is that the new regulations were a welcome change to help promote fundamental fairness, reliability, and consistency in campus disciplinary proceedings. When you look back at some of the um, lawsuits that have happened um, over the, really, the nine years since that 2011 uh, Dear Colleague letter came out, universities generally have done a poor job of addressing campus sexual assault in a fair and effective manner. And that's both for the, the complaining students Um, You may have seen earlier this week there was a college in Oregon that was talking about a uh, board of trustees um, groping and sexual misconduct case that never went forward, and the complaining student was very dismayed at the process. The new regulations are designed in part to prevent that so that the um, complaints can go forward in a fair and balanced manner. So that's part of it, a big part of it. So where do we go for more information online about all this, Jill? 
There are a number of resources available. Um, starting probably first and foremost, I would direct you to the U.S. Department of Education. Um, they produced a number of guidance documents when the new regulations came out. They did a summary of the major provisions. They compared the final rule with the drafter rule. Um, there are several organizations that provide um, information, including SAVE, which is Stop Abusive and Violent Environments. Um, and certainly the, the media, there's a number of different uh, articles about the new regulations and the change since really 2011 going forward. So uh, how do we get more information on you online and, uh, and, and get involved with what you're up to? Oh, how funny. Um, well, by, uh, I am on LinkedIn, but you can also find me on my firm's website, which is www.rup, which is R-U-P-P-B-A-Z, B-A-A-S-E dot com. Fantastic. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, Joe Yonkers is with us today. She's talking a little bit about this uh, situation with uh, the 18, uh, 18 attorneys uh, general to support reforms to campus kangaroo courts. Uh, do, do you think that this is uh, going to go anywhere? Or what, what, what's, what's the outcome, you think, on this? Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting question because as soon as the regulations came out, you know, we needed some time to digest over 2,000 pages of comments and uh, the regulations themselves. Since then, there's been a couple of developments. Um, one is, you may have heard Joe Biden promising to act if he is elected in the fall to overturn uh, what these regulations have done. Some um, people who oppose the regulations have talked about um, trying to get uh, trigger the Congressional Review Act so that if a majority of the House and Senate approve a bill to block the regulations, um, they could prevent them from going forward and being implemented in August. That's probably unlikely in the Senate, so that probably would not happen. But even more recently, you may have seen the ACLU filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for Maryland in mid-May, and they're trying to change and attack certain portions of the regulations. Um, and we'll see where that goes. That could have some impact because they're seeking injunctive relief, which is a way of stopping the regulations from being implemented. The other thing I would say is that, you know, if colleges and universities, you know, my concerns and concerns for, um, you know, schools and students going forward is that, you know, colleges and universities have to be committed to a fair and due process, and they have to accept and apply these regulations. Um, if you look, for example, in the Sixth Circuit, which includes states like Ohio, Kentucky, and Tennessee, um, there was case law developed even before these regulations that said you have to allow students to cross-examine through an advisor the complaining student and the complaining students or the school's witnesses, and that wasn't allowed. So already, um, you know, you've seen some um, obstacles in the past and certainly some going forward with these new regulations. Fantastic. Jill Yonkers with us today. She joins us live here in our broadcast. So, Jill, this uh, ha has anything like this ever happened before? 
Well, in terms of Title IX itself, you know, it's it's been around since 1972, um, and certainly, you know, it was a law that was designed to protect people from discrimination based on sex in education programs or educational activities at places that receive federal financial assistance. And certainly the U.S. Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights, you know, enforces, among other statutes, Title IX. So some of the history, a lot of people try to compare this to other types of discrimination. Um, but really, for Title IX purposes, this is the real first time where you've had draft regulations that have been released, you know, hundred over 100,000 comments being given, and then the new regulations um, being released. So there is some history with other types of discrimination that would be comparable, but certainly nothing like this for Title IX purposes. We have got Joe Yonkers with us today. Well, Jill, uh, it has definitely been a uh, very interesting uh, conversation today. I appreciate you uh, making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and uh, and, and chatting Back with here on us. Radio dot com and Ross really, really enjoyed and the uh, really enjoyed the conversation. And uh, thank you, my friend. Have yourself a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Jill. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Take care. Appreciate it. There she goes, Jill Yonkers. And uh, we're going to try this again, possibly. See what happens here. Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast and border-to-border on iHeartRadio, Twitch live stream, also Talk America Live each and every weekend. Check out our website, JiggyJaguar.com. We have got more coming up here in just a few moments with our next guest. And uh, before we do that, let's tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a fantastic, fantastic group of folks. They advertise with us each and every year. They are called Dollar Seed. Check out dollarseed.com. They are offering a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. You can claim the benefit as your own, or if you want, you can go check it out over there at dollarseed.com. This is an absolutely amazing group of folks. Organic seeds are available at dollarseed.com. That's D-O-L-L-E-R-S-E-E-D.com. And remember, a $25 prepaid gift card for every 50 orders. Check it out today at dollarseed.com. That's dollarseed.com. The clock is ticking. Every day you put off buying life insurance can cost you big time. The older you get, the more you'll have to pay. And a sudden accident or unexpected illness could cause your rates to skyrocket or even make you uninsurable. Beat the clock. Call Select Quote now. No hassle, no obligation. In minutes, you'll have a choice of your best rates from up to 10 highly rated life insurance companies. Richard, 40 years old, takes meds to control his cholesterol. Still, SelectQuote got him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $24 a month, under a dollar a day. Don't risk your family's security another minute. 
Get your free quote now. Visit selectquote.com or call 800-731-8005. That's 800-731-8005. 800-731-8005. 800-731-8005. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-791-3232 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-791-3232. That's 800-791-3232. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? You'll want to write down a very important phone number that can assure you're receiving your full benefits. Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits, in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now at 1-800-521-7617 to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage at no extra cost, you can also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, Plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles. That's hospital, medical, prescription drug, dental coverage, and more included in one plan with premiums that may be as low as $0 a month. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free and there's no obligation to enroll. Call 1-800-521-7617. That's 1-800-521-7617. Thank you. We are live here in our world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. We have got Dean Rowder with us today. He joins us today here on the telephone, talking a little bit about uh, his latest book and uh, also talking a little bit about the uh, big phenomenon right now with everybody and uh, their interest in Nazis. Uh, Dean, you have got an incredible book here. Let's start there. Uh, we've had you on in the past to talk about the book. The, the book is absolutely amazing. How's the book doing? It's doing great. Thank you for having me on again, and thanks for asking me about the book. It's, it's just getting uh, lights out reviews on Amazon and, and other folks who are writing about it. Uh, everybody who's read it seems to love it. So I'm very pleased to unravel a World War II mystery and, and put it in front of a national audience. Uh, it's, it's, it's really doing well. Thanks. Now, the book is uh, incredible, and there's been a lot of folks that have been, uh, you know, that they, they, they've had a reemergence and I guess a reinterest in, uh, in Nazis and, uh, and, and everything else. Talk to me a little bit about why everybody is so gaga for that nowadays. Well, uh, for, first of all, there are a lot of political situations that keep coming up. It's one thing or another, and uh, the divide in the in the United States and even internationally is is so profound that uh, it seems convenient a lot of times for folks to refer to each other's tactics or their behavior or uh, whatever as to liken it to that of the Nazis or to Hitler, which 
I think it's a is a a dangerous and confounding thing. You know, there is this uh, notion that history repeats itself, and we need to be mindful of what's happening, what the developing in the world. Uh, you know, never let the World War II happen again. Never let the Holocaust happen again. That's all well and good, but too many people are much too quick to pull that trigger. Um, there, there is nothing like the Holocaust that has happened in this country or in the, in the really modern era. So, um, and, and, and a lot of the folks who invoke the Holocaust or Nazism I think do a disservice to the victims and the survivors of the Holocaust and World War II. So I think it's uh, to regret it, frankly. We have got Dean Router with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Now, your book is incredibly well written. You've put a lot of time and effort into this. Uh, when you were writing this book, did you ever get writer's block? And if you did, how did you get out of it? Well, that's a great question. I didn't really get writer's block. What I got was sort of a fatigue. Um, you know, uh, the book is about one hidden Nazi, as the title describes. And so uh, there was a lot of energy in trying to uncover the mystery of this one despicable, very powerful guy who, with help from the Americans, faked his death and, and escaped justice. So I had this great sense of energy trying to un unravel this mystery, and I had my two co-authors and researchers helping me along the way. But a lot of the book is describing his you know, terrible, despicable deeds, helping make the Holocaust possible. He's the guy who designed the concentration camps and the gas chambers and the ovens and then implemented it throughout the Third Reich. So I didn't have writer's book so much as just trouble dealing with the enormity of it, the number of people killed, the inhumanity, um, and it, it was sort of a psychic uh, drag for me. I'd have to take breaks. Um, and sort of go for runs or uh, divert myself with something else to that maybe rehabilitate myself a little bit. And that's just, uh, honestly, that's just reading and writing about it. That's not having lived through it. So I, you know, it's an amazing era in our history. We have got a great guest with us today. Dean Router joins us here in our broadcast, talking a little bit about his book, The Hidden Nazi. And... Uh, Nazis, uh, it, it seems to be a, a huge thing in pop culture. There, there seems to be a, a lot of folks that are, uh, they, they, they've always, ex I guess, exploited the, the whole Nazi culture and everything. Um, your book delves a lot in, in, into some of the different things going on. Talk to us about the book uh, and, and how it uh, addresses history and everything else. Well, it's, it really is a comprehensive look at the war. Um, we, I, you know, I assume nothing of the reader, so um, I, I try to describe the geopolitical context of the war, what led to the war, the scope of the war, the politics of the war, even the military aspects of the war, um, and, and then the Holocaust, which is a separate thing, really, in my mind. You know, you have a war that was waged um, really in, in pretty... Uh, uh, pretty uh, faithful to, to the laws of war and the rules of war. But then you have this Holocaust uh, where troops and uh, political actors were murdering people. So we describe all of that in great detail and then describe the role of the one hidden Nazi um, who escaped justice. Um, and, you know, after perpetrating the Holocaust, he went on to rule all of Germany's secret weapons every aspect of their secret weapons program, including vengeance weapons, these 
the V1 and the V2, a supersonic liquid-fueled rocket was just so far ahead of the curve in terms of technology that everybody wanted it. And when everybody realized Germany was going to lose the war, there was this mad scramble for this technology to the victory of the spoils. And it was either going to be the Soviets coming from the east or the Western allies coming from the west who were going to claim this rocket team, make it their own, and get a very big jump start on the Cold War. And conventional history records that we just sort of stumbled upon the rocket team. But what we prove in the book, the hidden Nazi, is that it was this hidden Nazi, Hans Kammler, who delivered the rocket team to us in order to try and rehabilitate himself, save his own life, uh, and, and, and provide a future for himself. We have got a uh, great guest with us today. Uh, he joins us live here in our broadcast. So, uh, talk to me about that that technology part of it, because uh, the uh, the Nazis were were and and, and Germany itself was uh, totally totally ahead of its time science wise. It was, and not just in terms of rockets, but, you know, it made more advances in nuclear science than everyone thought, but it also had all sorts of other weapons technology that we were after, but principally it was the rockets, you know, in this country and in all other countries, really, they didn't even think a liquid-fueled rocket could be built, that it was physically impossible, um, but Germany worked, began working on its rockets in the early 1930s had Werner von Braun, who was this outstanding genius in terms of rocket technology, who worked for Kammler, the hidden Nazi. Um, and they managed to put together a 46-foot, uh, 14-ton uh, rocket that delivered a one-ton payload of high explosives uh, 300 miles away with a lot of accuracy. Um, enough accuracy that if you were bombing a city, which is what they were doing, they were bombing Southampton and London and Antwerp, uh, they they got very accurate with these weapons, and they, they were supersonic, which means they had no auditory signature. You would just be walking down a street in London, and a city block would be shattered. And they landed with enough force and impact uh, and explosiveness that um, they dislodged the equivalent of about 2,000 automobiles in terms of weight. That's the amount of soil and debris and shrapnel displaced. And uh, it was it was horrifying. It was it was used as a weapon of terror, um, but we also knew that this was going to become uh, the next advance in international warfare. And whoever controlled these weapons, you know, if you can launch them 300 miles, you can probably get to a point where you can do 500 miles and a thousand miles. And indeed, uh, it was this technology and Werner von Braun who helped get the United States on the moon and helped build our ICBM. Uh, so that those were the stakes of, of the deal with the Hidden Nazi. Fantastic. Well, Dean, uh, before we let you go, my friend, how do we find you online, get your book, everything else? Well, if anybody has any other information or they want to uh, email me, it's just deanreuter at gmail.com. On, online, uh, Facebook, it's Dean Reuter Books. Uh, and the book itself, you know, if you're in a, in a, in a friendly state like, uh, you know, in the Midwest, maybe you can go into a bookstore. It's in all the bookstores, but it's also on Amazon and Barnes & Noble online. Um, you can find it anywhere you can find books. And I should say it's, it's available in hardback, but you can also get a Kindle version and you can get the Audible versions. You never have to leave your house to, to get the hidden Nazi. Awesome. Well, have yourself a wonderful day, my friend, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dean. You too. Thanks for being in touch, Don. Great to be on with you. Appreciate it, my friend.
Did he call me Don? <laughs> I love that. I wish I could go back through all our audio and find every time I got called the wrong name. We've got more coming up. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.